There's a reason why in Florida, professional wrestling was deemed an essential business. Because it kicks ass. This is Heel Turns and Headlocks. And this is Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Turns and Headlocks podcast. I am your co-host, Brian LaPrey, and with me today, the Scottish psychopath, just kidding, the apex predator, kind of kidding, the viper, Bear Julia. I'm trying to think of a clever thing, like the Italian stallion? I'm not Danilo Gallinari, but close enough, I guess. Close enough, close enough. Well, today... I don't really know how to transition from Italian Stallion, but I'll try. Today we are talking about other hot things, and that is the summer, because it is the summer of SummerSlam. WWE's, it's in some eyes, I guess, like the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. I don't know if I would agree with that, but that's how it's often marketed. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about something that we believe is true, and that is SummerSlam is going to be a turning point for WWE as a company. And we're going to focus... Pretty much on one match from the show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the show in total on future episodes. Don't don't worry. But today we wanted to talk about one match, the WWE Championship match that has already been scheduled. Drew McIntyre defending against nine-time WWE champion Randy Orton. And bear that this this could go a long way towards determining the trajectory of WWE. It's crazy, the sentence that I'm about to spew out into the podcast world. There has been no star hotter in professional wrestling, at least in the last, I'd say, maybe six months. No one hotter on the mic or in the ring than Randy Orton, right? Yeah. Uh, Randy. Who who would think that, right? No, nobody. Look. Randy is just like Randy Orton has always been the guy who <laughs> we all have acknowledged that when Randy Orton tries, there's probably nobody better in the world than him. He yeah. just the timing, the the body language, the facial expressions, the ruthlessness as a character. It, it, He's the complete package. He looks like a million bucks. Obviously, a 13-time world champion, nine-time WWE champion. Hall of Fame doesn't even begin to describe Randy Orton. He's probably one of the best, what, probably one of the 20 best wrestlers of all time. Um, It has to be. Certainly one of the five or ten most accomplished wrestlers of all time. He's done it all. Two-time Royal Rumble winner, even. Money in the Bank winner, even. Um and now it kind of feels like that whole narrative of, you know, when he's focused, when he's locked in, has kind of been put to rest because for at least the past six months, you're right, if not a little bit longer, yeah, Randy Orton has just been killing it. You know, I, I think it actually probably started a few months back, close to a year back, you know, when he had that tease of a feud with Drew McIntyre, the famous chop where Randy started ringing out his ears, you know, the fake retirement with AJ Styles where AJ kicked out the crutch and Randy hit him with RKO. 
Randy, like, he seems to be having fun again, and he's been doing great stuff. And now, inevitably, after what has been, really, I think it's been a great feud with Edge. You know, that match at Backlash was one of the best matches of the year so far. Uh, their WrestleMania match. Yeah. Of all time. The greatest match of all time. And That's not just a brother. <laughs> and their promos have been great. Like, I think of all the people who have been forced to wrestle with crowdless arenas, Randy has probably taken it best in stride and been most in his element because I think that even though he's great at feeding off the crowd, he's such a compelling character and always has been that he doesn't necessarily need anyone except for him and whoever his opponent is. And as of Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton declared that his next target is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre told him, just bring it like The Rock. And then Randy hit him with the RKO to end the show, held the title above his head. Good-ass times. When was the last time we saw that? That's a great heel move. Anyways, point is... At SummerSlam, presumably in the main event, or at least one of the main events, Randy Orton will challenge Drew McIntyre. And our opinion is that regardless of which way this match goes, it's going to change the trajectory of WWE and really illustrate you know, their vision for the future. And Bear, I think that that all starts with if Randy wins, to quote DDP, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. Bang Bang. No, it. You know, I want to go back to the fact that Randy Orton's forty years old, and <laughs> the year that he's having has just been stellar. Another guy that's been having a stellar year, of course, is the man that he's facing at SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, we just talked about the potential of that match, right? And between winning the Royal Rumble and unfortunately not having that moment in front of a crowd when he won the WWE Championship for Brock Lesnar. Drew's also had a very good year. This is this is such a great. I I believe there's no other match that can main event SummerSlam. No, you know, I, I don't think we'd be opposed to seeing Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman or the feet against Braun Strowman as a main event. But look, both of these guys have been just killing it this year, and Randy in particular, like Brian mentioned, when he's on, he's on. He's he's just he's he's on he's on fire he's just he's been the one of the more compelling characters in professional wrestling not just wwe you know um and again you go down the accolades you go down everything that randy orton's done i can it would take me 15 minutes alone just to read this whole resume <laughs> it's incredible it's incredible what he's been able to do and again like me and brand talked about this right before we started recording is there anyone better to take that title off of Drew McIntyre right now than Randy Orton? No. I don't know that answer. And and plus, you know, again, would we be opposed to I would we be opposed to Drew McIntyre retaining the title at SummerSlam? No. Drew's had a killer reign. Um Brian mentioned this stat to me before we started recording that he's already defended the title five times against five different opponents since winning the title back at WrestleMania. He's a fighting champion. He's adding Drew McIntyre is adding prestige back to the WWE Championship. It's just we talked about this in a couple a couple episodes ago. You got to strike while the iron's hot, and there is no iron hotter. Is that does that make sense? Whatever it does now. There is no iron hotter than Randy Keith Orton, the RKO, the master of the RKO, the apex predator, the legend killer, the 
He's got a lot of nicknames. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna go down all of them, but you know. No, look, you're right. There's nobody hotter. You know, his matches with Edge at Backlash and WrestleMania were great. You know, he had a really good match with Kevin Owens a few weeks ago. And to me, one of my favorite moments of the crowdless era was that six man with Randy Andrade and Angel Garza against the Big Show and the Viking Raiders, where Randy takes Angel Garza by the throat and tells him how he respects him because they're both, you know, they're they were born into this industry and he has respect for him, but he's going to stop effing up or else. And it was like, it was kind of that moment where it was like, okay, I think Angel Garza gained some validity there because as we said, a nine time WWE champion and 13 time world champion just told him he has his respect, but it was also Randy showing, you know, he, he's not only winning for himself right now, he is giving back and he is, you know, giving platform. We, I, I, Obviously, it wasn't much, but we got to see Christian, a show of Monday Night Raw centered around Christian. That was pretty cool. We got to see the big show have really one of, uh, he's had a lot of comebacks in recent years, but him and Randy's chemistry is always great. I mean, their match a few years ago on SmackDown that came out of, out of nowhere was awesome and was in the main event and the crowd was going crazy. That was great. It's just now that Randy's done all of this, you kind of have to ask the question, can we really sit here and say that Randy Orton has been the best of 2020 or at least up there having one of the best runs of a legendary career and he won't have anything to show for it? You know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with him beating Drew McIntyre. I I guess that's the point we're making here. You know, Drew McIntyre, as of today, August 2nd, he's been WWE champion for 118 days. As Bear said, he's defended the title five times. He defended the title the night that he won the title. He beat Brock Lesnar and Big Show in the same night. Arguably the two most physically dominant wrestlers of all time. He dominated both of them. Like, without the title around his waist, Drew McIntyre is still a perennial main eventer. Like, there, there's no drop-off here. He's too good on the mic. He's too good in the ring. He looks like a beast. And let's not forget, you know, 2020 Royal Rumble, perhaps the best Royal Rumble of all time up there on the list. You know, and Drew had the signature moment of eliminating Brock. A few weeks prior to that, he actually beat Randy Orton and AJ Styles in a triple threat match. He's had a great year even before winning the title. And of course, you know, the title defense against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank was incredible. That was an outstanding match. The match with Bobby Lashley was good. You know, recently he and Dolph Ziggler had two consecutive amazing Extreme Rules matches. You know, Drew's killing it, but he also has reached the status, and this is a status that I don't think many wrestlers reach, where he doesn't need the title. So that doesn't mean he needs to lose it. It just means that if he does, he will be okay. And Randy, and this is what Bear and I were talking about before we got on the air and what really sparked this episode, was not only does Randy Orton further legitimize a title that needed to be legitimized, and in fairness, Drew McIntyre has gone a long way towards doing that. You know, all the the complaints about, you know, Brock didn't defend it enough and this and that. You know, he held it for six months. He barely even showed up. Drew McIntyre has been showing up in a big way. But Randy Orton is Randy Orton. And if Randy Orton is consistently defending it, then it reaches an entirely new level so that 
and we're going to say when, because it's not even an if, when Drew McIntyre someday regains the title, whether it be WWE or Universal, now, you know, you've reestablished the world title as something very meaningful. And plus, and Bear and I were talking about this, you know, whoever beats Randy Orton, whether it's Drew or anyone else, send them to the moon. Because Randy is the hottest heel in professional wrestling. I know some people would argue MJF, although he did just cut a very face, amazing ass, but face promo. Um, Regardless, wherever you rank Randy, point is, if you beat him and it's for the WWE Championship, you you basically just punched your ticket to being a main eventer for a long, long time in WWE. And the possibilities are endless, right? Like, again... Drew losing the title to Randy is not a knock on Drew's career by any means because, again, it's Randy effing Orton, right? Legend killer, Apex, right, all that good stuff. And now let's, you know, we don't want to book too far ahead into the future, but, you know, like Bray mentioned, you you have Randy Orton as champion and there's so many options as to, like, okay, who's going to take it off of him? Is it going to be Drew again? No one's going to argue that, right? No one's going to be mad at drew mcintyre winning the title back but then you look at the list of potential and obviously you know there's a rumor that a wwe draft is happening yet again sometime later this year if that's the case the possibilities of who randy's potential opponents are are endless right yeah but if the rocks stay the same and raw is still led by guy you know led by guys like seth rollins i don't think anybody would be opposed to seeing another rollins orton feud or, you know, Orton feuding with a guy like Aleister Black or Rollins feuding with a guy like Kevin Owens. It, the possibilities are endless if Randy Orton does become WWE champion in SummerSlam. That's not to say that, you know, if Drew retains that, Drew can't have those bangers of matches with the guys that I just named. He already had a banger of a match with Seth Rollins. He already had, you know, I'd like to see a Drew McIntyre against Kevin Owens feud. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's again, you know, I mentioned this before. It's striking while the iron's hot, and there really is just no one hotter than Randy Orton right now, which sounds a little weird to say, but it's true. Like from a from a character perspective and stand from a character standpoint, and you know, I guess you could argue the fiend because that segment he just had with Alexa Bliss was on SmackDown this past Friday was super intriguing, and I can't wait to see where that leads. Yeah. In terms, of, I guess maybe just in terms of Monday Night Raw, there really isn't anybody as compelling as Randy Orton. And again, you know, Brian mentioned having Christian kind of tease coming out of retirement and then taking Christian out. That's that's huge because, again, that's a that's a legend. And I guess it plays off the whole legend killer thing, which makes sense. But you look at the guys that um, fought with this year, guys like Big Show, guys like Christian, like we just mentioned, that feud with Edge. And even earlier this year, I believe he had a brief. um feud with Jeff, maybe it was last year with Jeff Hardy and not you know he was United, this was last year when Orton was United States champion Orton's yeah. just a guy just you when he's this hot you have to I'm gonna sound like a broken record but just you have to strike while the iron's hot absolutely and <clears throat> this is really the foundation of the episode today is Whoever wins, you know, I, I know we focused a little bit more on on um, Randy winning, but even if it's Drew, you're still, <clears throat> I think WWE has 
reached a point, and I don't think they're getting enough credit for it, because between Drew and Randy and Braun Strowman and The Fiend, they finally reached a point where it doesn't matter who wins. And, and I don't mean it doesn't matter. I, that's clearly not what I'm saying. What I mean is there's no fan, there's no rational fan bickering of, oh, that person should have won. This is bullshit. They've finally gotten back to that necessary medium of this is good versus evil. Sometimes good wins, sometimes evil wins. Watch it and enjoy it. And that is something that a company like AEW has, maybe because they're fresh, maybe because it's almost like a fan-driven promotion. That's something that New Japan Pro Wrestling has. It's something that WWE has been without for a long time. But as painful as it is to go on Twitter at times, you look on Twitter and even, you know, even Twitter and Instagram comment sections, etc., it's more about, you know, oh, I want this person to win rather than, oh, they have to for some reason that we as fans have come up with. And I think that that is why this is a turning point for WWE, because they finally reached that level where we're just going to give you a great feud that should be a great match, and you're going to watch it, enjoy it, and whoever wins, you're just going to accept that they're champion. And that's really how it's supposed to It's entertainment. We're not supposed to be rewriting it as it's happening. You know, you're not going to watch The Flash or Arrow and do that. You're not going to watch Game of Thrones and do that. You're not going to watch The Avengers and do that. We shouldn't do that with wrestling. Fantasy booking is fun. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm more talking about this person just won. And, oh, man, it ruined the company. Remember, when, remember <laughs> when Keith Lee, when Keith, as, soon, as soon as Keith Lee won the title, um, Brian and I were texting about it. As soon as Keith Lee won the NXT championship, excuse me. There was already a thread on Reddit saying, like, who's going to dethrone Keith Lee? It's like, Jesus Christ. You, the only reason we're doing this episode is because Drew McIntyre has already crossed that 100-day yeah. mark champion. So, again, is Drew going to be champion forever? No. That's not how wrestling works. Even Keith Lee. But as soon as Keith Lee won that championship, as soon as he won, everybody's like, well, who's he going to lose it to now, you know? and. It's like, okay, it's fun sometimes, but it's like you got to let stories need times, stories need time to flow and to yeah. play out. The story between Drew and Randy is playing out really well so far, and I know it just started, but it's it's compelling enough to where we're like, okay, like who who is the next WWE champion? And both make a compelling case as to they deserve it. Yeah. And and let's also not forget, you know, the roots of Drew and Randy are basically a year in the making. You know, they had those, they had that match, I think, in January that went to a no contest, you know, with the famous chop and Randy ringing out his ears and all that. They've been ha cutting promos on each other. Drew's basically been telling Randy that he's coming for him. And now Randy's coming for Drew. This is long-term, this is long-term storytelling. There, there's history there and there's build up there. There's natural tension it's the top baby face in the company i won't even call drew a baby face but it's the top face in the company against the top heel in the company and whoever wins whatever that means it's the word that we always throw around deserves it right like they've both been built up as dominant forces in their own way and now they're going to collide same thing with braun Strowman and the feed you know i know there was some controversy surrounding and some people didn't like it but you know what? That story of Sasha winning the Raw Women's title, 
I hate to, you know, continue referencing the Arrowverse, but I'm a fan, sue me. It's every superhero story ever on television where you finally have a chance to stop the bad guy, but then the bad guy has something happening to an innocent person. <clears throat> so you let them go and you run off and save the innocent person. It's a good story. And even then at SummerSlam, now you have to watch and go, now Asuka doesn't have anybody. She doesn't have Kyrie Sane to watch her back, and she overcome both of them. Are Sasha and Bailey ever going to turn? Like, there, there's real stories going on, and you may not love every single one of them, but I think the foundation of this episode is there are real stories, there are compelling characters, people have been built up legitimately to be not only champions but contenders, and now we get to see some matches where anything could happen, and. I think that WWE, if they stay this course, they might finally get out of the weeds and, you know, escape this, the, the, the uphill battle of everybody trying to rebook it as it's happening because they're giving us a product that's very enjoyable again. And we can't wait for SummerSlam. And I hope you guys, if you guys want to share your opinions with us on social media, please do so. At heel yeah. underscore turns underscore pot on Twitter. I don't have to do that anymore. I can't, I can't stop it. I can't stop myself. Instinct. Anything on social media, you got, you know, if you guys disagree with us and you think Randy Orton's a piece of shit, tell us. If you guys think Drew McIntyre deserves to have another year-long reign, tell us. You know, the the point of this podcast, like Brandon mentioned, is just this story is compelling enough to where we can't wait to see it unfold at SummerSlam. And, you know, we, we almost made it the whole episode without cursing. Normally, it's me who messes up, but... No, it's I... not. It is almost fucking always me. <laughs> and there we go again. Oh, no fuck. fucking tag for us. It's explicit again. No, but... <laughs> rated R superstars, brother. <laughs> we are the Rated R podcast. Edge, endorse us. Um, Pay us just to live, please. Yeah. I'm broke. Just tweet it out. That's good enough. Um, I'll tweet you know, it out. <laughs> On a serious note, thank you, as always, for listening. We love all of you so, so, whatever, fucking much. Ah. <laughs> and all the love that everybody's been giving us on social media, uh, we cannot thank you enough. The Facebook activity, the Instagram activity, it's been amazing. And we love the conversations we've gotten to have with some people about things. And hopefully those conversations continue because... We live and breathe professional wrestling like many of you. And if you want to engage in these conversations with us, if you want to tell us we're idiots, like Bear said, find us on social media. We're easy to find. And uh, on that note, stay safe, everybody. And uh, Bear, I guess get us ready for the outro guy. You just did, so fuck it. Let's go. Structure, baby. I love it. We don't have any. <laughs> You've been listening to Heel Turns and Headlocks with Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, reach out on Facebook at Heel Turns and Headlocks, on Twitter at Heel underscore Turns underscore Pod, and on Instagram at Heel Turns and Headlocks. We'll see you next time.